Hello and welcome to Someone Should Make This, a show where we do the hard part of coming up with great video game ideas and offer them up to the world. My name is Danish. I'm Jeff. And I'm Matt. And we're it's like and we're back. We're, we're, back. we're back. It's like week it's week twenty-four of our quarantine. We've been here for fifteen years. <laughs> Um, but we're all, uh, we're all hanging in there, right? How you guys doing? Yeah, I was just gonna say, what are we all doing to keep sane? Guys, yesterday, I had the craving to put on pants. I'm where you were a week ago. I... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, put, yeah. I put pants on to. yesterday. It felt so good. Yeah, you, no, gotta, you, need you to. gotta do it. Um, you, gotta, you gotta have pants. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've been wearing, like, athletic shorts, you know? Like, like gym clothes. Sure. And so I, I think I'm slowly degrading in that... Uh, like Monday through Thursday, I, I can manage to get pants on. And then Friday is just like, eh, it's Friday. I'm going to just stay in my pajamas. Yeah. Casual oh, I, Friday. I do two days on one day off. <laughs> that's pretty, that's pretty good. I just, yeah, I, I can't, I can't let myself turn into like fat Thor, you know? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not. Um, well, you've also been making some vr moves you got some new kit <laughs> what i want to hear i want to hear about some yeah moves. matt's max workshop can we get like working music for matt's workshop yeah like a drill a like yeah, hanging. <laughs> yeah like like uh what's what's the band where they use the like the the trash can lids oh blue man group. Oh, stomp stomp <laughs> or yeah 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 put stomp over this uh no so it's it's funny because i was I was trying to oh okay so let's just start from the beginning uh half-life alex is great i want to play through it again I heard that there is a way for you to play wirelessly if you have an Oculus Quest, which I do. Um, and wirelessly so I, from your PC, because it is always wireless. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not. It, Alex doesn't live inside the Quest. She still lives inside your PC, but your PC uses space age technology to beam the video signal into your eyes, like um, Star Trek. That's I, awesome. I, yeah, I think that's how it works. Um, so I started like researching all these things that I would have to do to make this happen. And basically, like, I, I say researching, like, I fucking got out, you know, all my my detective kit. But mm-hmm. um, all you really need is you need a way to wirelessly trans, like, you, like, a, like a, a Wi-Fi dongle is basically what you need. And you need a really good one. Um, and you need to, what is it? Uh, virtual desktop. You need virtual desktop, but you can't, you don't buy the store version. Uh, if you have a quest, you might be familiar with the concept of side loading and there's a, there's an app called side quest that you get and there's kind of a whole rigmarole for setting that up. Um, so I kind of had to start from ground zero and all this stuff where it's like, okay, let's start with getting side quest working. Um, because the, the reason why side quest even exists is because there's a lot of like really good, uh, quest games out there that, for some reason, like, I, I don't know who like, approves these, like somebody at Facebook or whatever, that they just, like, won't approve them because, you know, it doesn't meet some standards that they've set up. But everybody's like, this is amazing. Why isn't this game on there? Let's just set up a sort of hacky way of getting these things into the Quest. Fortunately, the Quest kind of, like, really supports this on on a software level. They're, like, they seem okay with people sideloading things as long as... Like you know, there's a little, a little work to be done there. I guess that makes it okay in their eyes. Well, the the, the what you're kind of getting at is that on this, it, there's no hacking of the device. Like when you go, no, you, you you load up the Oculus app on your phone and you literally toggle a switch that says allow developer mode. Yeah. So it's like very front facing. It's not like you're not 
doing anything weird. Yeah, and I should I should say because I've been telling everybody I was like I was like it's it's not easy to do, and the thing is it is easy to do if you know the steps. Like there's only a yeah. few steps, but right the website I was reading, which is like the side quest website that has the steps listed to me was written in a really like asinine way which made it way harder than it needed to be oh Um, you know and it it was also hard for me and i totally agree it's easy if someone just explains it to you well yeah because the the website that i used had different graphics and icons for all the different buttons because there was recently an update to side quest that made it look all fancy but the guide (laughs) didn't update and i was like well where's the goddamn button and yeah it was really annoying to make things worse the quest itself got a ui update like yesterday um so those <laughs> so are, all, are in, yeah those are all yeah. different too basically you, like like danish said you go and you go into your phone app you turn on developer mode uh you get the correct uh drivers for your pc you plug the headset into there or into your pc once you have the drivers uh and i think like that's more there's, or there's less a, yeah it. that's pretty much it there's you get a pop-up on the quest headset saying allow access you said yes and you just run that side loading program this yeah side quest app and that's it. And I you guess can the, load the other thing stuff. is I had to turn off the uh, like the little like dr- like pattern drawing thing, like the unlock pattern. I had to turn that off. I don't know if that's necessary or not, but it makes it easier to hmm. rather than putting the headset on and off. Or anyway, so like those four steps took me a good hour and a half because they were just I don't, whatever. Whether I'm an idiot or they were written poorly, it just it, it was it was tough for me. Um, once you have that, then that is when you purchase um the virtual desktop app from your pc because you can't use the one that's in the oculus store you have to you have to purchase it on your account and then use the side loaded version of it because it has more features that they i guess they don't want on like the official version Um, so do you remember when you first said you were going to do this i said i thought oculus shut that down and i remember now it used to be you didn't need to sideload virtual desktop you could just do it straight up and they did kind of stop it. And so now you have to do the sideload version. Oh, really? Because, yeah, yeah because I, I saw that step that said you had to sideload it. And I was like, well, I'm just going to load it up natively, like the, the real official one. Because at the time, I was like, I want to try to avoid using side quests mm-hmm. as much as possible. Just because I don't want to go through all these steps. Um, they kept saying, load Half-Life Alex through the games tab. And I'm like, where's the fucking games tab? There's no games tab mm. here. And bas- that, that is basically the difference is the yeah. side-loaded version has that games tab. And it will basically send a signal to Steam that tells your computer that you're using a headset. Um, because otherwise Steam will like error out and be like, no headset detected. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you get virtual desktop. You set all the other stuff up. You get the side-loaded version. You get an app from your PC that is just like a streaming app that over the network will can will send the signal i guess um it's like what it's it's what the headset app searches for on your network um and that basically is it the only extra step i took was i got a usb dongle for my pc which is supposed to be for uh wi-fi but windows 10 actually has a feature where you can set your pc up as a wireless hotspot so rather than this dongle collecting wi-fi it is sending wi-fi so essentially i could hook the headset directly to my pc rather than going through a router and whatever my you know setup is at home um yeah and usually if you have a very good route like a 5g router you don't need to do that step but i don't and so i definitely would need to buy that dongle yeah i i have i have a router but i just wanted to take out every 
yeah every barrier barrier possible and like absolutely yeah to just to get like the best possible experience because i played through the whole game with the cable which was essentially perfect so i wanted to get as close to that as possible i didn't want this to i didn't want this to be a downgrade um plus i mean any frame rate issue is gonna tank your experience real fast oh my god speaking of which uh so initially i had plugged this dongle into the back of my pc because i was like i'm in the same room like that's got to be fine right i have i have you know usb 3.0 port back there i'm just going to use that um and i was getting the worst stuttering imaginable when i first did that and i was trying to figure out what the problem is and long story short it ended up being that it was you know it's behind the pc which is behind like poking out a little bit but that's kind of behind my monitor so like even though the signal strength was, it said it was great, it was getting like chopped up somehow. So oh, I man, ended that, up putting- That five megahertz band is so touchy. It's, yeah, it's nothing. So I, I have a USB spot on top of my PC now. So I just have this like uh, antenna sticking out the top of my PC that just always has line of sight to the headset and that fixed all my problems. Um, so all that is to say, I hopped into Alex, I hopped in wirelessly and it is pretty damn good. I wouldn't say it's a hundred percent, but it's a solid 90 to 95 percent great and taking the wire away to get a 95 percent experience i would say is definitely worth it oh yeah yeah i mean cool. I'm, I'm playing on the rift s and so i'm wired in but the cable is long enough where it's pretty much just going straight down to the ground where i can still do almost all my turning just turning and it makes a huge difference in alex to just be able to turn as yeah the more to, the more freedom you can get in any vr game is going to be better no matter what yeah i like the immersive experience of having the wire brush up against my leg <laughs> and oh, yeah. make it feel like <laughs> i'm getting attacked by head crabs <laughs> no I'm, t- I'm i'm very tempted to try this the only thing is i wonder if it if the signal is strong enough for me to take it to a different room because that's the whole thing is i look my office isn't that big i'm using it stationary right now but if i were to do it wireless and just sit in my office again it's not going to be a huge difference. So it would be like taking it to my living room or something like that downstairs. I mean, you know, you have you have two different bands on on routers. You have the 2.4 and you have the 5. The 5 is yeah. going to give you the best experience, but it's shorter range and you kind of need yeah. line of sight. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, something to try. I think it's very cool. If you um, have the means, definitely give it a shot. I mean, it was like it was 40 bu- it was 20 bucks for the dongle, another 44 the software, the uh, virtual desktop software, which on its own is kind of cool if you're into that sort of thing, like working on your desktop from your headset. It was, it's surprisingly clear. It's not the grainy experience that you might expect it to be. Um, so for 20 bucks, you're getting that as well as this functionality. Yeah, and that's cool. it's not just Alex either. This is going to work on any PC oh, yeah. VR game. So to me, it feels kind of like a no brainer. It seems, yeah. as long as it works, as long as your Wi Fi setup works. Yeah. Um, so speaking of Alex, one thing we I wanted to touch on is they uh, we we were talking about earlier this, today. Uh, Valve is now currently putting all their effort toward a level editor and mod support oh, for Half Life Alex. That's a little weird to me because I, I you sent that article out, but like yeah. when Half Life One came out, it was like Half Life One came with it was called Worldcraft that was there. Yeah. That was the editor that, as far as I know, they used to make Half Life. Like yes, it's an actual it's a developer tool that just shipped with the game. So like, I wonder what, when you say they're working on it, I think they are just working on it being a little bit user-friendly maybe. Yeah. That's, I could see that. Uh, cause they, cause I think that the plan was to launch it with the game. Um, 
and the, the tools they're adding and refining are specifically the VR tools. So that's what I got from the article. Huh. Yeah, I wonder if uh, I wonder if that stuff is set up more in like a I'm totally, you know, I don't I don't fucking know, but I wonder if that's like I wonder if a lot of that stuff is more like script driven and they're trying to get it into a more visual form for the editor or Maybe. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh that I want to talk a little bit about just uh, Matt, your experience with Half-Life mods in general and also what uh we want to do or see with Alex mods. Um, Half-Life, Half-Life mods were the heyday of video games. There's, there was no better time. <laughs> we're all down. Everything's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was, it not was. Not this, not Alex. <laughs> no, no, no. It was, it was a time of freedom and a, of an expression. It was like, like, uh, it was like dreams, but even weirder because you could scrappy. literally do whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't like, I just, I miss those days of there'd be a website there's there's a website uh you know it was it was like a half-life news site or whatever and they would have the mod of the day like that's how many mods people were putting out yeah. is they had to choose the best mod of that day and you would just go on there and be like what's the mod of the day oh it's this game where you you play as as a crate you're just like a crate <laughs> <laughs> and, and you hide from somebody who's looking for the crates and that's the game oh my God. And, and like that's there's awesome. just all this weird crazy dumb awesome shit that you could just go on and find every single day in somebody's weird fever dream and i think those days are gone i i don't think they'll be back even with like even once the alex editor or whatever comes out um just because, well, it's because everyone's there's so much to do and play and i feel like back then there were only a few games like it and a few opportunities to do stuff like that oh i, I think I, that's a hundred percent it because now you have 15 different ways to make games yourself and yeah. everything's splintered. Well, what were you going to say? I, 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 I think you guys are touching on it, but I, I think, I think a big, to me, I think a big portion of this is like putting myself back there when I worked on 7,000 mods that all failed and went nowhere because nobody actually knew what they were doing. And then, you know, maybe you would manage to put one thing out. Like back then it was like, okay, I have this dumb idea I'm just going to jump into this Half-Life editor and scrape it together in any way I can. And then I'm going to put it out there. And that was like the whole process, right? That was everything that went into it. it everything could look like garbage. You could reuse Half-Life assets. Like, you, you know, you, the game could crash nonstop and nobody cared because it's like, it's a mod. Who fucking cares, right? Um, but now you have all these avenues of making money off of your work. And you should. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I'm mm -hmm. not like, every, like, everything should be free. Like, I, Fucking if if some like high school kid is working his ass off to put out some content, it's like he should get paid, right? Um, but I think now because you are able to get paid for this, more people are like, okay, let's not just like shit out this weird idea. Let's actually try to polish it and make it worth buying in mm. some way. So I think I think people are putting more time and effort into these ideas, and so you're not getting this constant stream of craziness that you got back in those days interesting i think yeah that, that, that could be part of it too mm -hmm. um real quick speaking of uh people getting paid for their work i don't know if you saw this it's i thought this was genius apparently i don't play animal crossing i don't know that much about it but obviously on twitter you can't get away from it but uh i guess there's some sort of customizing you know drawing your own t-shirts or making certain art that you yeah, can the, the pattern maker the pattern maker that you can pass off to other people one guy uh, is making these patterns for people to use and he set up a 
donation thing. Like, hey, if you like these, send me a couple bucks, you know, if you want, if you like. And he did that by making a pattern of a QR code of his, like, that's awesome. you know, PayPal or whatever. That's and like genius. That's genius. I love that. Um, so anyway. I, I made a pattern of my dog. In what? In Animal Crossing. Oh, you're, oh, you're playing. playing it? Yeah, well, Kelsey's playing it, and then when yeah. she's done, I'll pick it up. And just make patterns. Uh, see, that's, <laughs> no, uh, that's the trick. You cannot finish Animal Crossing. Yeah, there's no finishing Animal Crossing. Like when, yeah. she, when she's done for the night is what I mean. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, there's there's a uh, there's a website that you can upload just like a photo that you've taken to, and it'll generate. You know, it'll super down res it and do oh, the best nice. that it can to make a photo out of it. So I, I messed around with that, and I got a picture of our dog, who is now our flag of the island. Oh, cool. That's, that's awesome. That's very cool. Yeah. Um, um, go, talking about pattern making and, and going back to Half-Life, Alex, um, our, our favorite Kotaku highlight reel, um, they've been doing different intros in their games. And I guess in Half-Life, Alex, that video that appears over those series of monitors right in the beginning of the game, you yeah. can swap that file out for anything. For like anything. Yeah. I, I, I think I tweeted it. I was like... I think they did that on like they, I think they purposefully made that very easy to edit, mm-hmm. just to be like, oh man, people yeah. people are gonna meme the fuck out of this thing, right? And it's oh, just yeah. gonna be like free advertising for months while people put dumb shit on here. <laughs> That's good. I should do something. Um, okay. So, well, uh, anything else you guys want to hit? Uh, well, this Jeff, week- what's this? Uh, What's this uh, fake spot Chrome extension? Oh, yeah, yeah. I got, I got two things on the docket, don't I? Um, so going back to this USB dongle, um, I also recently bought a USB Wi-Fi adapter for my, my home PC. And um, while I was doing that shopping and a bunch of other shopping that I've been doing on Amazon, because that's all we can do these days, I came across uh, an article, I think it was on Lifehacker, reposted by Gizmodo about this Chrome extension called Fake Spot. And I don't know if you two are aware, but Amazon has a fake product problem. Is this is this news to anybody? Uh, no. I've I've had I've had run-ins with this myself. Yeah, but it's, I want to hear where you're going with it. Well, so Fake Spot is this. I don't know if they're a nonprofit or what what they are, but um, they have a Chrome extension that ties in with their their database. Where for face or not Facebook for um, Amazon for Yelp for I think even eBay like it's a whole bunch of sites it finds and susses out the fake comments or the bot generated comments and gives you the actual product rating for them and then we'll also oh, wow. give the product a letter grade based on how uh, real or how quality those comments are like the ratings are so that's pretty good i did not know that existed i it's kind of changed the way i shop on amazon because before i I would be like okay find something that has the highest rating star rating plus the most number of reviews because i know that that aggregate means it's genuine and sometimes fake spot will give those an f rating and it's just like 60 percent of these comments are that like are fake and then they'll give you little snippets and it's it's insanely useful um, wow. to suss out cool. when people are are faking their comments. So the product plug for fake spot. If and then you realize fake spot is actually run by <laughs> you know whatever it's <laughs> conglomerate. Russia. It's only giving it's, you the bots. Yeah. Right, right. It's, 
Um, but I mean, it, it changed the things I was going to purchase. Like I just bought a, uh, like an all weather cover cover for my bike. Cause I'm keeping my bike out under my new balcony and I didn't want it to get ruined by the sun and the rain. So, um, the first one I was going to buy had like an F rating and I ended up going with a completely different one. You ended because... up buying one that said MAGA. <laughs> yeah, it's bright red. All my it neighbors says, see it now. It says it's the best one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, awesome. Anyway, bringing it back to games, though. Uh, well, um, I wanted to say, that, oh, I guess this doesn't matter. But you, you were asking if we've ever we've ever had like run-ins with this sort of thing. And I, a long time ago, I bought a product that was back-ordered for a really long time. I don't even remember what it was. And it was back-ordered for like months, but it was the type of thing where it's like, I'll, I'll get it when I get it, right? I, I don't need it. I'm buying this because... I'm sitting on my couch at midnight and I'm doing something. Um, and so I, I ordered this thing. And then like weeks later, I was like, I wonder whatever happened to that thing. I haven't gotten any updates or anything. So I checked it again and the product image and description had changed to a completely different product. And that was what was supposedly like on the way now. So like I bought one thing oh, and they were, they just like changed the page and were going to send me something else. That's so, like, weird. Had I not checked that, I would have gotten this like completely different product, but obviously I, I canceled it obviously, but yeah, like it's like, they can just fucking do that. They can just change the page. Like, could I sell something for like, you know, a thousand dollars, whatever it is, like a, <laughs> like a monitor or something and then change it to, uh, I was going to say a roll of toilet paper, but I was like, ah, I might pay that. <laughs> pay more than that. <laughs> so, um, it's, it's weird yeah, that no. they completely changed the page. Cause I, and people I've known have bought shoes and clothing and, they've we've gotten knockoffs instead like very obvious knockoffs and so something like this would have been super helpful because like you buy you know like a pair of leather boots you think they're going to be you know nice and then like two weeks in the leather is flaking off because it's been pleather the whole time and like someone lied to you and whatever guys new game idea (laughs) shady shady dealers okay tell me more shady d (laughs) <laughs> Shady D is an amazing mascot. Um, I mean, I think I think the title is all you need to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, bringing it back to games, right? This is the last thing I have before we, yeah. we get started. Um, I played the Doom Eternal multiplayer, and I'm wondering if you guys have played that. No, because no, it's like man. all Alex all the time right now. But yeah. I'm going to go back to Doom eventually. I, d- I don't, I don't get it. And like, I guess the best way for me to get it is if I just played it. But like. I don't, I don't get the point of it. Like there are so many tutorials it. to teach you how it's supposed to work. And oh, like, cool! More tutorials and goddamn. And, and here's what I wanted to get at: it is, it is weird. It is interesting. It's kind of fun. It like it feels like a rough sketch of like a new kind of async, as, uh, asymmetrical. Thank you, asymmetrical multiplayer. It's I played five matches of it. And I, one of those was as the Slayer, but the way it's set up is one person's a Slayer and then two people are demons. And the demons are so much more fun. And I think it's a little easier to play as the demons, but um, it's really complex. Like the whole thing that they've built relies on complex input. So Danish, maybe you'll like it. Um, because <laughs> so it's co-op, it's co-op with Doom demons. Eternal. <laughs> I mean, it's so, okay. I've been playing. Demon co-op. I love demon co-op. Demon co-op, yeah. Um, I've been playing as the pain elemental. You know, the big guy that spawns the little devil skulls. And um, all so he's got flight controls and instead of like the regular navigation controls. But every demon has on their d-pad four different summons 
and then you click the left stick to summon stuff. And so the way the match actually goes is... You're talking about D-pads and sticks and shit. Like, I don't know. Like, is it the P key? Is it the Q key? What is yeah, it? yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know. What, I mean, I'm assuming it's um, the number number keys on, on a PC. But, like, you're, you're summoning in fodder demons. So, like, as the pain, I'm summoning in, like, those big, like, brain spider demons i'm spawning in the shield soldiers i'm spawning so it's in... like a support class almost well but every demon summons other demons and that's like oh, the core of the gameplay is like you're you're summoning fodder as fast as you can to occupy the slayer and then on top of that you have like basic attacks you have um usually some sort of like hazard or the pain case i have um like a soul shield that i can bring up in front of me and if i get rid of it early it like launches like six skulls forward so it's like part that's defense really that's really interesting exactly it's like, kind of like the ai director in a left for dead or something like yeah it, the other players are ai directors that also are characters right and so the goal of the game is for the demons to kill the slayer or the slayer to kill both demons which in within 20 seconds um and then you 20 seconds yeah so oh you mean of each other of each other so because they respawn if, right because yeah. they respawn oh, wow so that's kind of a cool thing too. like, it's like the whole yeah. setup is really interesting, but this is why I say it's a rough sketch. Like in execution, like it feels like I'm fucking button mashing and I can't concentrate on anything. Well, I mean, that's, that's kind of doom until you get into the vibe. But, of it. but it's like, but the slayer, like, I feel like all the abilities make a lot of sense. Like, yeah. like, you know, you have your weapon wheel and then you have, um, you know, your jump, you have your grenade, you have the flame spout and then you have, you know, dash, Chainsaw. It's just a matter of learning the demons. Then, yeah, but like the way the controls are set up is just weird, which is why sure. I say it's a rough sketch. But like it's really interesting, and that's cool. I mean, I definitely would try that out. It's, it sounds pretty unique. Have you guys seen that footage? Of, I don't. I don't know how they got the footage, but somebody somebody broke camera, and then they had they, they were like recording the Doom Slayer running around. I don't know if they like somehow recorded like their inputs or something, and then played it back from a third person camera, but like. It was like it, it almost looked like security cam footage, right? Because they had this like high <laughs> angle yeah. looking down, and the whole thing was like, "Look, this is what the Doom Slayer looks like from like the demon's point of view." And it's like when you're playing that game, you feel so awesome and powerful and cool and like all this stuff. But then you watch this footage of like what's actually happening from third person, and it's like this tiny little like gnat is jumping around, like going <laughs> crazy all over the place, and giant rockets are flying out of it. It's it's like the funniest shit in the world. That's it's what awesome. it's like playing as the demon, and. They have to, everybody gets an outline in in battle mode. So as long as you can see the Slayer or for a few seconds after they go behind something, they have an outline. And that is the only fucking way to see where they are because they are tiny. Like all the demons are like four times as big. And so if they didn't have that, it would be impossible to find your opponent. Well, I, maybe I'll jump into it. I don't know. It doesn't, it just doesn't, as a concept, doesn't feel like doomed to me. Like I, I like... I like the concept for what it is. I think that's cool and unique. But if I'm loading up Doom, it's just like not what I want to do. I think. What yeah, I could see it as like a, a side. It seems like that's what it is. It's, it's yeah. a side thing, a weird experiment that it's you know after you're done with Doom, you want to try something new. Yeah, you want more Doom, I guess. The only the only downside to me is I just typically don't like online multiplayer, but uh, I'm willing to give it a shot. Well, this has gone on long enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh I man, Matt, Matt putting us in our places. Um, 
All right. So I think that's just like my my slogan for when it's time to do a podcast. Yeah. No, I mean, I I, I appreciate that. I just I was expecting a follow up. <laughs> no, it's just this is it. I'm done. Like, see you guys yeah. later. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, all right. Cool. We got some game ideas to to talk about. Uh, let's. Uh, I'll I'll start this week because um, it should be pretty. Mine should be pretty small. This actually started out as a. Uh, I was considering doing it in dreams, but um, there's too many games to play, and I don't have the patience anymore. But uh, <laughs> and this is this goes back; it's a, it harkens back a little bit to an earlier pitch we did on the show of a realistic fighting game, where like, hey, how do we make fights look cool, like an like a movie, and they don't, you know, because of the way that you know start up, like f- what do you call it? Um, I mean, essentially, the way video games work. Yeah, exactly. The way video games work is you want complete control at all times. So anyway, this is sort of in that zone of, like, abstracting it. Um, and it's purposely very simple because I was planning on making it in Dreams. Essentially, Rock, Paper, Scissors, the fighting game. The way that it would work is uh, each, quote-unquote, Rock, Paper, Scissors is a type of move. Let's like call it, like, a, you know, punch, kick, uh, whatever throw parry and but the difference is that you put in uh your they're called gambits and this is a thing i learned that it exists in real rock paper scissors like circles and tournaments is people have their gambits like uh like for for example they're gonna do if you want to do rock 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 that's called the avalanche (laughs) that is amazing I know. So, so you have announcers who are like, he just did two rocks. Is he about to go for an avalanche? Yes, wait, wait, wait. Exactly. Is, is, exactly. If you do paper the whole time, is that considered a Dunder Mifflin? Uh, I think it's something like that. It's like the accountant or something like that. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, hold on. Let me just look it up because they are pretty amusing. But anyway, the whole point, though, is that each person puts in their gambit. And then you see that play out, those three moves. So it's like if both people punch then maybe it kind of finds a interesting animation where they both attack each other and they parry or they block or whatever and nothing happens because you've tied and if you do it correctly then you'll get your hit you know through and stuff so that's the basic idea but then the thing that would be cool is what if each element each rock paper and scissors had like a little bit of a life bar so if you beat someone else's rock their rock gets a little weaker. And if you've just completely destroyed their rock, then they can't use it anymore. And so then they're kind of like crippled a little bit, like handicapped. Um, that would be kind of interesting. And then there might be an interesting like mental game of like, well, he thinks I'm going to shy away from my rock because I only have a few, you know, hit points left or whatever. And so, I don't know, that's the, that's the basic idea. So um, how is this different from something like Yomi or another card-based fighting game? Well, you, the difference is that Yomi is one round. I pick rock, you pick paper. You know, I pick attack, you pick throw. Attack beats throw. And then I win that bout, and now I can uh, add combos to it. That's how Yomi works. Okay. Um, this would be like, I have to think all. I have to think through the whole gambit, basically. Gotcha. And then when you come back to it, now... I'm slightly damaged and that's going to change what I throw out. So this um, is like a multi, like each, each round is you pick these would three be like moves. 10 gambits or something. Like yeah. Okay. That. I see. So, so you, you have to, you basically have to like pre-program in the gambit. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yes. You pre-program it in. It's, it's like, and so it's like Pokemon battling 
rock, paper, scissors? Um, I don't really know about Pokemon, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, Soundbite I mean, of the Year. I've literally never played it at all, and I don't understand it, and it scares me. Um, but it, <laughs> I just meant like a turn-based thing where like everything just gets buffered in, and then it plays out based on like... Yeah, is know, it turn-based? See, does Pokemon not even do that? Well, it's turn-based in that each person puts in their inputs ahead of time, then uh, when the game's like frozen, and then both people do it. Right, and then there's there's each Pokemon has a speed stat, and that determines which one goes first, and some of your attacks can boost your speed stat so it it's it's not exactly the same thing but it i'm, I'm using it as a um a touchstone if you will sure i want to i um, want some like reaction like because right now what you're describing is i i i'm presented with a screen and i'm like okay i'm gonna do dunder mifflin and then i'm gonna do uh that is called uh, i just looked it up by the way it's called the bureaucrat it's right, <laughs> paper 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 yeah, that i'm gonna do interesting. A, I'm going to do a bureaucrat, I'm going to do a waterfall, and then I'm going to do a, <laughs> yeah. a landslide or whatever the fuck. And what, then what's, I just what's kinda, a waterfall? I don't know, dude. I'm just saying stuff because I want to sound I, like I, I get like it. it, though. <laughs> Is that like when you're playing rock, paper, scissors, and then your dad does fire? Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's, just... it's the fire because the fire is like your four fingers up and you're like twinkling them around. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A waterfall is you just turn it upside down. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, you were saying. Yeah, my, but what I'm saying is like, and then once you've programmed those in, you, you're kind of just sitting back and watching it unfold, right? There's no real like, oh shit, he did this. I need to react on the spot. I'm more. Well, no, there's no reacting on the. There's no reacting on the spot, but it is like you're taking that. You're taking the results of that small gambit into your decision making for the next one. That's the way I was picturing it. But maybe we could what loop if, in some. Yeah. What if there's like um, rechargeable abilities? So like, it yeah. takes like one full round for it to charge up. So the first round, you go, like you do your avalanche, and they do the bureaucrat. So like you're fucked. But in round two. Each of you has charged up this this ability where after the first two pieces of the gambit go through, you can like course correct that third one. So like if you're getting hammered again, that's like, not bad. No, so, yeah, Jeff, you're getting at the sort of the same thing that I think I'm starting to land on too. Uh, like you I'm, need some sort of interrupt that is periodic, but like you don't have to use it, kind of thing. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay with it being that way. Like you save up for it, you use it, you when like. The strategy of when to use it comes into play. That's cool. Okay, so this is this is where uh, this is where I was heading with this. Is let's mm-hmm. let's say let's say you've done your you've done a volley, um, mm-hmm. and whatever happens happens. Some somebody won. You are now there's like a like there's like a knockback, right? Like the slow motion knockback while you're mm-hmm. queuing up your next three gambits or whatever. Yeah. So and I'm sticking with three be- for a specific reason. Um, mm-hmm. so like, let's say whoever programs out their three first can then choose, well, I guess, I guess once you have programmed out your three, you get to choose if you want to like attack. There's like, there's like an execute button, right? So if, mm-hmm. if I execute first, it is going to like launch into my attack, but the second player who has also programmed his three, uh, Maybe they actually get a second to see, sort of see what's coming and choose mm. one of their three as the interrupt. But it's like, it would be so fast and like, there'd still be a little bit of guesswork to what's going on. 
Interesting. So yeah, that could work. So then Especially they, they, they kind of have like a bank of options that once they've chosen their first option, they they're they have less options, right? That that's now setting the order of their next gambits. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That feels um, a little more reactionary to me. It feels less like I'm just like watching something unfold. I guess. Yeah, I, I think the difference is like you're you're doing almost like a pseudo real time, like uh, like Chrono Cross or Chrono Trigger did, where like everything's kind of like slowly queuing up. Um, yeah, it's probably then, a good example. But like, I don't know. It, it I guess there's there's a direction there. Like, do you want to do like a super slow mo like pseudo turn based thing where functionally it's turn based, but like it's you know you still have flexibility, or is it like purely turn based? And then. I mean, for mine, or, you know, for the thing I pitched, what was key was doing it on the third hit, whereas yours would almost be, like, delaying your first hit to to see the other person's first hit, you know? Like, and, and judging your next gambit off of the first move that your opponent's making. Like, yeah, and, and I think... Both of those are interesting. Work. I think yeah. both do work. I think both of these yeah. could go hand in hand. I think the the thing that I'm pitching gives you more like i i just i like the idea that you have a sort of a like a i want to say like a longer term strategy which is going to be setting up your gambits for the next round and then you have a short term strategy of okay he's attacking with this gambit i think i can only really see his first incoming hit i think he's going to go with this gambit so i'm going to choose my third gambit as a counter and so i, I now have that on the fly gotcha uh, strategy that i have to employ into this as well and i like the, and the way you're describing it of slow motion and, and stuff like i think it visually would be really cool because it's it's like you know martial arts movies where just periodically they'll go into slow-mo just because it looks cool and it's like a nice pacing beat yeah what and if i feel like what if between every gambit you get this you get this like slow-mo because i'm imagining like just like you're saying in a movie in a in a in a kung fu movie somebody somebody does a leg sweep and the other person jumps over it and that's like your slow motion yeah. point and it's like oh shit i'm now set up for like a face kick so i can choose that and like that's when time sort of like ramps back up you get this nice face kick as a counter mm-hmm. because yeah. ultimately your goal is to make this look like a movie that the players yeah. in control of that feels like a pretty a pretty good uh solution to that I, I cool. actually like, really I, like that kind of back and forth between real time and slow motion, like slow motion being between the rounds that that has a, a cool flow to it that almost kind of keeps the pressure up. Because if you have health bars on each of these moves and like, you know, this person has been using their rock the whole time and I've been countering with paper like their rock is really weak. Maybe rock is punch. And so like you see battle damage on their arms and stuff and like as the fight goes on like you see them getting beat down that inspires your confidence but it could also like you know give them the fire to to turn it around then you're also trying to set up gambits that on their side they're like okay my arms are fucked i need to choose gambits that keep my arms like like i'm not blocking as much because my arms are about to break right and then the other players like i need to go after their arms more so i need to set up gambits that sort of chip away at that Right. And that's where Danish's thing of like having um, uh, like using your rock, even though it's super damaged, because as your opponent, I'm seeing like, oh, man, your arms are beat to shit. Like, there's no way you're you're not going to use your arms. I'm going to go for something else. Exactly. And that's where that comes in because it. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Um, The other thing I was going to say is that like every one of these games. So, again, let's just say that. 
there's five of them or, you know, whatever, five of these or 10 of these per match. The, the beauty of it is because you're just relying on this base level logic of rock, paper, scissors, the moves themselves could be really cool and different and they don't need to like adhere to anything. So all we have to know is that, okay, we matched them up, the three versus three, and let's just say that I get the first two and then you get the, the, the third one. That is one choreographed sequence that could be anything. And you could, you know, animate that to be like just really spectacular. And then the whole fight potentially you could never see the same move twice you know so because it's, it's, it's like each each scenario yeah. each combination what is that three factorial um yeah gets actually no it's more because it's it's three moves so it's it's nine factorial um but anyway uh whatever the fuck that math is that mm-hmm. i have no idea about um i that's that's really interesting because you were saying at the beginning you wanted to abstract it and so if you do have this rock paper scissors base and those don't tie together with punches kicks headbutts whatever directly something vague it'd be something right. like you know a, a high it could even be like high medium low or something like that or high low parry i mean i like the idea and, of like like attack parry throw or something like that because now attack can be anything parry can be anything throw yeah. can be anything yeah but it, right. yet there's also there's also the option to be like okay i'm going to could, could i be like I'm going to jump at the start of this gambit and whatever my, whatever my inputs are, they are now in like the jump form or you could crouch. Oh yeah. And you're now in crouch form. And like the other thing I wanted to add to that is you could change fighting styles, like almost like fighting stances Mm -hmm. in the middle of it. Cause I was imagining I was going back to like the arm thing where let's say my initial fighting style is a real like brawler arms in front of my face, like lots of like blocking and like punching. And as my arms are getting fucked up, I could switch to a more like I feel like there's a character in the Matrix or something who's literally fighting with their arms behind their back and doing like mm-hmm. all. You leg know what work. it is? It's, so it's Karate Kid. His his leg has been swept and he's gone into the crane stance. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, you know what would be cool is uh, you, as soon as you said jumping into the air as a stance, sort of. I was thinking, well, yeah. What if the stance is gave you buffs on your thing? So maybe like if you're in the crouching stance or the jumping stance. Um, if your rock gets beaten, it's like much less damage yeah. than normal. Or even like yeah. if they went to crouch and you went to jump, like you're going to go over whatever they did. So you could get yeah. beaten but still not take damage because sure. you're in a superior pose. But like, right. yeah, I mean, if kind of going along with that, if you're jumping, like all of your kicks maybe get super powered. If you're crouching, all of your punches do. So like if you win a move then you're doing extra damage but like that can obviously be countered by the stance the other person's in like it introduces All right, so, so many was, layers the way it's three it's two levels of rock paper scissors there's the actual let's call it you know throw uh parry attack or whatever yeah and then a, one level above that is the like jump crouch Stand. circle and so it's multiple levels of rock paper scissors where it's like okay a jumping rock is different from a crouching paper, you know. Mm-hmm. That's like, that's no, awesome. this this is this jumping is the new rock. kung fu epic. <laughs> jumping rock and crouching, rock, paper. crouching paper. That's um, it. That's the name of the game. So I, first of all, I'm absolutely loving this. Um, second of all, this like third move interrupt because like now there's so many more layers to it. I think it should be like a once in a match kind of thing that like sure. gets charged up, and I think it'd be very cool for it to be. Instead of if like just like a move change, maybe it's like a mid attack like stance range, 
stance change Ugh. where like if you're in the jumping stance and they're in the crouching stance like nobody's connecting like everything's doing very little so you can like play this move that's that's once in the entire fight to change your stance and like maybe two-thirds of the way through that jump you go into crouching now like you're evenly matched because you know the gambit that they're doing this avalanche is going to be perfectly countered by your bureaucrat but you were in the wrong stance for it so like one time you can change that to like land a huge hit sure yeah i think there's a lot of potential for like cooldown metagame yeah character specific cooldowns that's like okay like usually about once a match i'm going to be able to use this game changing ability uh but maybe if the match goes long you can get it off twice there's a lot of stuff like that yeah i I like the the idea of it being like a class or a character ability and not just like a static one for the that's what I was going to get at is like it's the classic thing of the variables that can fill out the roster. Like, for example, let's say maybe there's a rule where like if you jump in one turn, you can't immediately jump again because you'll be like landing or something like that. Mm-hmm. But maybe there's a character who can literally like Crouching Tiger fly a little bit. And so he can jump twice in a row and stay in the air for two gambits. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. He does the jumping paper. Yeah, he does <laughs> the jumping paper. <laughs> I mean, there is some logic to that though i like yeah. i i was i was definitely joking but now that i think about it it's like a paper move while jumping for some oh, yeah. for some characters is like you know they're like lighter and then like a really shy and fat in it yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then if you do like a, a crouching rock you're you're like a little fucking boulder that's impenetrable for a round or something yeah that so this well someone should make it done it again make that we've done oh it. my goodness yeah so good and again so anyway like i said this so started as a dreams idea. I feel like started it's as a still, dream. Started as a dream. Now it's I think a reality. It's, uh, there's two parts to this. There's the logic part, which I actually think would be fun. Like even you know, I think rock paper scissors just playing that game is fun. Yeah, I think it, you imagine, start. A, you start. You don't start with what we just said. You start with rock paper scissors. Yeah, <laughs> but I think that this meta rock paper scissors game with the gambits, with even with the stances, like you could do something like that in dreams, and it probably would be pretty fun. And then the other side of it which is not pretty easy to do in dreams. It's like the production value of like these awesome, like mocap moves right. and everything. But, uh, but yeah, I think, uh, yeah, like, I think so much like it. genuinely like not you're right. Cause I'm thinking about this and like, I'm imagining two players looking at each other and then you get just like a three, two, one. And during that three, two, one, that's when you're going rock, rock, paper. And then yeah. you, you just get to watch that unfold and see which of those you've won and which ones you did. Like th- that as a game, just really quick yeah. is there's, there's something, really base level interesting about that that i think like you said is would be super easy to program in his dreams yeah cool uh all right uh, who wants to go next uh jeff do you got something good? yeah i i got I, something. I might i might hold off on mine because we're we're approaching episode length and i have sure. an idea that i don't want to uh, I don't, cut short. I don't, yeah, I don't want to cut it short. So no, that's, yeah, that's yeah. really cool. That's, we could just do two this this week. Yeah, and and I think uh, mine is is going to start simple, but I, I think given given everything, we can probably make it really really cool. So, um, okay, hot fuzz. I'm in. Someone should make this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, the the obviously, yeah. Um, what what the fuck is his name? I just totally blanked on the Simon Pegg. Edgar- Simon Pegg, thank you. Simon Pe- like Simon Pegg is is the main character. The inciting incident, everything is revolving around him and his police offer dumb, officer dumb. <laughs> it's like what are what, the, what is that word? <laughs> his his <laughs> police, police officeriness, and uh, but it's draped over this 
context of this town trying to look its best for the village of the year competition. Mm-hmm. So my game is village of the year competition. And oh. so uh, right up the bat, you're, it's a little bit like my neighbor. Uh, it is a little bit, but I want to, I want to get into it more. Um, yeah, so yeah. there's a, there's a really cute, simple, stressless city building game called Islanders. I, I talked about it a little bit a while ago, a little mm-hmm. bit a while ago, man, words are, okay with me today you're, you're killing it but keep going <laughs> and i keep hitting the mic too which is anyway um so in islanders you are given what feels like a random stock each turn of of building types that you can place wherever you want there's no grid you're just plopping them down on your island trying to make it as nice as possible so um in my mind village of the year starts with that it's it's a really simple city building game where you are given like a randomly generated plot of land and a, an inventory of houses of businesses of like maybe a town hall or a religious institution. And you can just really quickly throw that out across your town and it all gets joined by roads. Then the second part of the game is almost like an inverted untitled goose game. And I, again, like Islanders and untitled goose game kind of have the same, like very cartoony, very simple aesthetic that I think would be perfect for this. Wherein now that you've, you know, got this, you know, town, you are going down there, you know, third person, and you're going around and you're fixing it up, getting it ready for the village of the year. So every resident, every business has something that they need to get completed before this competition can get started. And by completing all those, you're able to, you know, go on to the next town. It's just kind of like a, a in, initially, in my, my mind, just this like kind of a easy, stressless um, back and forth between plotting out a little town and then fixing it up. So let me, let me make sure that I'm, I'm with you here. You're, you're essentially pitching like, to me, my head's going to animal crossing. Cause I've been playing that, which is, like, I know. And I want to get away from that, which because... is specifically an Island designing game. Yeah. Yeah. But you're also pitching. This as like, you move from town to town. Like, like you're almost like, you're almost like property brothers. Yeah. Islands. yeah. Okay. Well, is there, there's no murder plot. I don't think there's a murder plot. I, I mean, here, here's here's then why did you why did you start with hot fuzz? <laughs> because of the village of the year thing. Okay, okay. Let, let me let me say right, this. Because so hold on, this is what I would say. Yeah, yeah. Is there's a were, there's a murder plot? You you were like teeing this up so perfectly. You're like, okay, so step one is this neighborhood competition. You're building things up. And then step two, fucking Nicholas Angel drops in, <laughs> cop, fucking hotshot cop, and wrecks your town. Like it's got to be. Hot fuzz from the village's point of view, where like okay, he's so, the bad guy, so yeah, well, the town. That's that's what's wrong with the town, right? Like that's why you have to fix it up, is because Nick Angel has gone through and thwarted this thing. It'd well, be yeah, cool no, if I th- that's I like playing out while you're fixing it up too. Yeah, I think it's like I, I think it's a little like uh, like a lot of like plate spinning of we you know at, at night we need to get our weird rituals going, but we also <laughs> we also need this like wrapper around this town that's like this is the best town. Ever. So it's like, it is like Animal Crossing because in Animal Crossing, it's like, you know, you're building this town out and you're talking to other villagers and they're like, hmm, I wish there was less trees. And you're like, okay, I'm going to go like take some trees down. And like you're trying to get the town as like happy and like wonderful as possible. But then also there's like a night, like, like nighttime falls and it's like, okay, now we got to start building out our weird underground mm-hmm. murder dungeons or whatever. And then, you know, in the middle of all that, 
uh, Chris Angel. Chris Angel. I'm just, <laughs> yep. Chris Angel shows up. <laughs> Mind freak. Chris, he just starts freaking everybody's bean and uh, trying to thwart your thwart your murder plot. So this is why I bring this to you guys, because you see the things I don't. No, um, that's awesome. You said hot fuzz, <laughs> and then you abandoned it. Yeah, we didn't see anything extra. Hey, you, you know my you. MO. I'm going to take something really interesting <laughs> and frantic, and I'm going to trim it down to nothing but just ambient noise. I, th- I think you need to go with your gut on these, because I like I like Animal Crossing with weird murder plot, and you're in control of all of it. It reminds me of, of Minecraft, wherein, you know, you're exploring scavenging building during the day and then at night the creepers come out wait a minute i just realized this is this is the culmination of the doom animal crossing meme that has been going around like about how they're the same game actually this is actually the combination of those where it's animal crossing but demons at night well okay so is chris but, but angel no, you're you're doom the Slayer? demons though yeah because are you, yes are you, making the demons? The you are making the demon you were in cahoots of the demons you're trying to bring up the apocalypse, and uh, it's good Chris omens. Nicholas it's, Angel, it's good omens. The game <laughs> is uh, trying to stop it. Okay, well, how about this? Uh, Animal Crossing, everything, everything is sort of on this like schedule, right? Where mm-hmm. uh, if I do something on the first day, like if I if I order a piece of clothing from the clothing shop, uh, they'll be like, okay, you'll get that in your mail tomorrow, like a literal tomorrow. That's how yeah. animal, like, everything is really padded out and like happening in real time like the seasons change with the seasons in real life etc so what if it's like the doom slayer is going to show up uh, in a week right and your job is to you know you have to have all these things in place for your rituals but he has to pass through town and think oh this is just like a nice little town and if something is amiss then doom slayer is going to start uh investigating a little bit more and if he finds one of your demon things, it's like, all right, this is it. Fucking like pull that cord, release all the demons. It straight up turns into like top down doom slayer strategy. It's the, it's the no, no, that's, footage you just described. Yeah, this <laughs> is um, this is perfect because that's the win state, right? Like can doom slayer walk through your village and not fall for it? That's how well you fix up the town. If you have done that less than 100%, then it's how well did you prepare all these rituals? So there's like two scorings there. Just it's kind of similar to neighborhood purge in that way. Yeah, yeah. It's neighborhood purge. You could you could min max it. We're like, I'm the nicest yard, or I have the most security. I, I think what sets this apart is I'm envisioning each town taking like thirty to sixty minutes before you move on to the next one. Well, I I, I but, really want to I mean, stick to. I'm I'm down with sticking to one town because now that Danish said. Like this is this is the the Doom Animal Crossing meme. Mm-hmm. I, I I like I am imagining this in an Animal Crossing town where, you, you know, at first your town fucking sucks, but you also don't have any rituals going on. So like, negating any suspicion is easy because there's not a whole lot to be suspicious about. So you're building these two things up at the same time. Doom Slayer rolls through. He's like, yeah, you got like a fucking a couple tents. Maybe there's a weird like pile of bones over there, but you know that happens. <laughs> and then he passes through, but then he's gonna come back every week or so, and you're trying to get your 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 demon population or your 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 mm-hmm. demon. Uh, what's the word like? like because I, word? I yeah, I, I don't want demons just like wandering around. I want to be able to right, like, flip right. a switch and get them all to spawn. Yeah, um, yeah. it's it turns into more of a. a purely city building thing this actually kind of reminds me a little bit of the truman show good place tie-in too where it's like it's not what it seems on the surface and you're trying to like hide it yeah but like 
I think the fun of the game comes in with like, okay, uh, you know, I'm I'm building this demon shrine, mm-hmm. and we have to build it out in the out in the fucking open, right? And it's gonna so you take turn five it into days. like a, a centerpiece fountain in the middle of your town. Yeah, but you still have to like build it first before you can make it before you can hide it in any way. Right. So it's like, okay, well, the demon slayer he's not gonna be back for a week. This is gonna take five days. We're good to go. But then you get a thing that's like. Oh, he's gonna oh, be shit. early this week. You're yeah, like, oh yeah. fuck, oh, yes. I gotta like build buildings around this shit or something like that. Hell yeah. And that's where the chaos comes from. I like that. That's awesome. Another thing would be cool is like, let's say that the two should feed off each other in subtle ways. Like the better houses you have, that buffs your demon ability somehow, and, and vice versa. Like maybe you are like spawning these like certain types of demons that can make like. Uh, hallucinations and maybe like you have enough of them and you can have like projections of houses and stuff where it looks really nice but it's actually this like demon that's doing it and if you get doom slayer you get too close to it or something you can see through. yeah yeah exactly oh it's like north korea in the interview where it's just like windows with like printouts of (laughs) fruit and vegetables i'm also exactly and then the other one the other thing i would say is uh like some of them like not a hallucination but like a fence or something like from a distance, it looks like a fence. But when you get close to it, you realize it's like made of skin. Yeah. <laughs> there's you know, bodies like... impaled on shit. Okay, yeah. this is fucking dope because, like, <laughs> all the all the villagers. I, I changed my mind. Like, the demons should all be villagers. Yeah, and it should be like, it's it should be like okay. In, in Animal Crossing, you can go to other people's islands or just like other islands, and you'll find a fucking dog person walking around. And you're like, hey, come live at my island. It's cool. But like it should be like you go, you get to go to hell and be like, oh, there's a there's a caca demon walking around. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring him back to my town, and then I'm gonna dress him up like a bartender, and he's gonna pretend to be a bartender <laughs> when the Doomslayer shows up. Oh my god, I love so good. It's just like a mustache, and the Doomslayer's <laughs> yeah, like yeah, just yeah. kind of <laughs> eyeing him a little bit, doesn't know exactly what's wrong. Fuck, this game's awesome. It's really oh, good. Wow, someone should make. Yeah, it. I think someone should make this. Oh, this is good. You guys are the best. Awesome. Well, that'll do it for this week's episode of Someone Should Make This. Uh, thanks for listening. You can tweet at us at, at Make This Podcast. You can rate us on iTunes. If you have a game idea, a pitch, or think one of our ideas already exists, please email us at someone should make this podcast at gmail.com. Thank you to Mariachi Entertainment System for letting us use their music for a theme song. You can hear more of their music at mariachimes.com. Until next week, we've done the hard part. Now someone should make it. Hey guys, what's the best 90s cop movie? (gasps) Blue Streak. (laughs) Oh god, 90s cop movie. I can't think of a single 90s cop movie. Um, wait, was, uh, shit. What's, 